0: Hello and welcome to episode two of The Old Man and CV. Firstly thank you all very much indeed for listening, liking, sharing and following the first episode. We've had a tremendous response and it has clearly resonated and struck a chord. We've also had some fantastic guests contacting us and we have the next nine or ten episodes already planned so thanks to them in advance. Remember When you go to your normal podcast site, whether it's Apple or Spotify or Audible through Amazon Music or the others, please click follow so you get kept up to date with a new episode. Also be helpful to follow me on LinkedIn so you get the alert that the podcast is coming out. Right, let's get on with episode two. Our guest today is Anthony Donovan, talking about skills development and enhancement as you seek a new role, either as you return to work or change jobs. Anthony, welcome. Um, Good morning, Andy.
1: Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Delighted to be here.
0: Absolute pleasure. Um, Anthony has been a business coach and learning consultant for over 20 years, working with organisations large and small, as well as individuals. And he has run his own consulting company, Donovan Training, for the last 17 years. Um, I personally have benefited from some of the courses that Anthony has run, and it was always a genuine pleasure to be in his company. So, Anthony, again, welcome. And can you tell our listeners a little bit more about what you've worked on during your career to give them some background?
1: Absolutely. Well, firstly, thank you for the, for the kind words. Uh, it was a pleasure to have in the, in the room as well, I must say. Um, my sweet spot is, is really working with people who are transitioning from a single contributor role into their first people management role. And the reason for that and is because that's what happened to me. I got promoted into my management role because I was actually fairly good at sales, not because I had any ability to be um, a decent manager. And I felt there was a gap there and it's something I'm really passionate about. So I like working with with people in that space. Similarly with with business owners who are sort of either starting out in their business or looking to, to scale up. Um, and thirdly, and I guess linked to what we're talking about today, working with people who are returning to the workplace and are looking to regain some confidence or enhance their skills or just, just get back in the saddle, I guess. You,
0: you raise a really interesting point there because it, it almost seems that the British industry disease that people are promoted uh, not beyond their ability, but they're promoted because they are good at sales, engineering, whatever it may be, but not necessarily training in management or leadership, which we know are two very different things as well. Yep. Um, further comment on that, or
1: I, I, again, I just think it's whether it's a British thing. I think it's, a, it's just a general thing. It stands to reason. Somebody who's been there the longest or is good at something doesn't necessarily mean it's going to get you to where you need to be next and interestingly we talk with a lot of people about succession planning so some people are held back in their careers because they don't plan for their replacement if that makes sense so I guess the good news is if you are looking to transition into a different career and move on you don't don't have to solely be on you being good at what you do now it's the transferable skills that will get you to the next level you hinted at it there learning new skills is a is
0: a vital part of well at any, any stage of your career but particularly when you're returning to work uh, or maybe at a, a later stage in life and how can someone go about learning the possible new skills that are required in today's market it's
1: a great question and there's some good news here because learning is so much more accessible than it used to be um, Not only in different places but suiting a range of different learning styles so for example you can read a book um reading a book's not everyone's thing so you can listen to um, a podcast such as this or you can watch a ted talk or you can access uh, linkedin learning or there's a whole myriad of, of online learning tools available so that's the first thing to say so learning is accessible in so many different places but translating that learning into skills And I guess having the confidence to apply the learning in practice is is another matter. And I've just mentioned the key word there, it really is about about practice. So to give you an example, one way of doing this, if you are looking to return to work is to volunteer. Um, I know somebody, for example, who was returning to work after a long illness, um, thankfully, came out the other side in a good place. but really bereft of confidence around speaking with people, communicating with people, something they used to be really good at. So they actually volunteer with the National Trust as a greeter um, to build up their confidence. Um, and as a result of that, they've also then gone on to volunteer some of their time in their local college. And as I mentioned before, I've discovered that their skills are very transferable. So there are lots of different ways in which you can do that.
0: That's a really interesting point, especially about the the volunteering. And listeners will be delighted to know that Toby Arnold will be talking about uh, volunteering and uh, charity work in a later episode. Precisely because some of those reasons. Have you seen you've been involved? In your business for a long time, have you seen a, a skill set requirement changing over the last few years? Because it's been particularly accentuated by the pandemic, because the workplace just changed. And you know, is there a knock-on effect here?
1: I think it would be naive to to say no. Clearly, as you've alluded to, COVID has, has had a knock-on effect, and the obvious place to go there is with remote working. In terms of the skill set requirements I would say it's the ability to be self-sufficient and that relates to I guess IT skills but also with regards to things like time management um, and crucially um, avoiding presenteeism and and burnout and what I mean by presenteeism is a lot of people are working from home so they have the long commute from the kitchen to the living room or wherever it might be and all of a sudden it's seven o'clock eight o'clock at night And I think those those kind of barriers aren't there. And I think that's a really key skill, is the ability to focus on output and what is actually delivered as opposed to the hours that you're slaving away. Um, I would say as well that the use of things like Zoom and Teams means that people still rely on what I call the good old-fashioned communication skills. So listening, um, empathy, uh, building rapport, all those kind of things. I think they are still fundamental skills Um, And they've never gone away and I suspect it never will. Um, So that's that's that would be my take on it. Fantastic. Thank you. Um,
0: So we talked about some skills there, some which people have had for a long time. Interesting you raised empathy. I think um, there was a report recently that that actually said that empathy is one of the least sought after skills in the workplace, which really surprised me because empathy is seen as one of the, or the key skill of leadership. But with all these various skills that people have, they're enhancing their, what you're doing is making them aware of the ones that they can focus on to be more employable and more engaging as part of that kind of back to work process. So how do you think that applicants to a new role can best magnify their existing set. are there are there key ones that they should be highlighting
1: it's a great question um let me let me approach that from a, a different perspective and, and offer you, your listeners um, a recommendation if i may there's a gentleman called andy Bounds. that's b-o-u-n-d-s um, so anyone listening to this podcast um, if you want to follow him on linkedin he's just got a, a nugget of of well, nuggets i should say of information um, And one of his favourite quotes is that people don't necessarily buy what you do, but they buy what you cause. And if I can explain what I mean by that or what he means by that, if I invest in, say, a website, I don't actually want a website. What I really want is what the website will do, which is to attract and generate leads so that I can then convert those into business. And I think this theory actually applies to skills. So it's not what you do that matters, but the cause of the outcome of, of what you do. So your ability, for example, to tell stories and share examples of how you've added value will hold more weight than a list of skills, be that on a CV or on an interview. So I think the ability to give examples of this is what I've done in this scenario and this is what I've caused. So rather than just saying I have great empathy or I am a great communicator, can you give an example of where you've actually demonstrated something? And frankly, if you've got a longer career history, um, you've got more stories to, to choose from, if that makes sense. Um, whereas if you're sitting at the beginning of your career, you have to rely solely on what you feel you can bring to the role as opposed to what you you have brought, if, if that makes sense. Absolutely.
0: It, um, something that came up fairly recently, actually, um, where I quoted David Ogilvy's. Art of Copywriting, which was written in the 50s or late 50s, early 60s. And he was one of the greatest copywriters ever. Uh, And he said, people don't buy lamps, they buy light. They Mm -hmm. don't buy newspapers, they buy information. And that still resonates absolutely true now with what you just said. And this other piece was about as well. Tell me just very quickly uh, about how you approach companies to identify kind of any skill set shortage that they may be facing and have realised and and want to kind of address.
1: Uh, Yes, good question. It links back to what I just said earlier. So I would typically start with asking people what outcomes they're looking for. So in other words, if you're going to invest in some learning. three months from now, six months from now, what does what does good look like? And what we often talk about is who are your rock stars? Who are your, who are your top performers? And what does good look like? And work back from there rather than necessarily just looking at what's not necessarily working. Um, and again, we talk about the, the practical application. So if it's presentation skills, for example, what is it that you would want to see and hear in a presentation that will put a big smile on your face? And when we get clients opening up and talking about that, Uh, we then work backwards from there and design a solution to to fill that need. Fantastic. Thank you. Um, Anthony,
0: it's been a real pleasure. The time has flown by. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you have any final thoughts that you'd like to share with the listeners?
1: Um, I think, first of all, I think it's great to have a forum like this to discuss the really important issue of returning to work. As I said, whether that's mums returning, people returning after illness, career breaks, redundancy... There are so many people in this position um and i just genuinely feel there are some really great employees out there looking to give people opportunities to shine so it might sound cliche but hang on in there don't give up and look out for communities such as this to share your ideas um and and, and share your ideas around it
0: Brilliant, thanks Anthony, and hopefully Listeners, if you are in that position, then some of the gems that Anthony has spoken about will give you the opportunity to shine too. So, Anthony, thank you very much indeed. Uh, If you wish to reach out to Anthony Direct, his contact details will be on the episode write up um, and on the website. Um, That's it. Anthony, thank you very much indeed. Andy, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you to our guest this week, Anthony Donovan. And you can find Anthony on LinkedIn by searching Donovan Training. Next week, our guest is Tristan Hayward of Oakstone International. And apologies, listeners, we have had to drop the dead donkey this week, so there hasn't been room for either the word of the week or the dad joke. But I'm sure we will try and get them in somewhere, somehow in a future episode. (laughs) credits uh music credits and ident go to abigail eva molly wand this is a almost pro production for 23 magic thank you see you next week santiago amigos